right, Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about calls? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out, though. We're going to be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls. That's the one we got. That's it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me, always, is my co-host, Sean, the Irishman, King. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's going on, Sean? Not as much energy as the first time. <laughs> take two on them. That was take two on this. It wasn't recording the first time we started. Yeah, look. We had more energy the first time, though. Everybody here is not missing out. We like to consider ourselves pros, but even pros make mistakes. This is very true. Yeah, I mean, a little technical difficulties. Didn't involve a shift key, so we're good there. <laughs> but uh, we're back for the second time. Better than ever, I'd say. Yeah. You could say whatever you want, but I'd say we're better. Better we're, than ever. Okay. We learned from our mistakes. We grew. We're we stronger grew. now. You know what we're I mean? We're new people now. That's what it is. I came out the other side. <laughs> a little bit a little bit cleaner, you know? <laughs> a little bit cleaner. So we're here. And um, we're here to do another episode. Yeah. All right, Nick. Well, uh, what's been going on with you, man? How's how's your week been going? I was fine. You know, we had a holiday. We took a, we, we took a bit did. of a break. We did have a holiday. For the holiday. American we were thankful for this podcast. That's true. I was thankful for this podcast. You know, just something I enjoy doing. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Good Get to hang out with my pal. You know what I mean? Just talk about stuff we'd normally talk about anyway. So that's a yeah. good thing. So yeah, very thankful for that. Um, man. Yeah. Was there anything you're particularly thankful for? Uh, I got Callie's living with me. My dog's living with me, and I am super thankful. Nice to have her back. It's awesome. It's so great to come home, and she's like there to greet me, all happy and excited. There's nothing like that. Yeah, nothing like it. It's awesome. Nice, nice. Okay, cool, cool. You have to bring her over. She could be the second official dog of the podcast. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure she's been in the background of a couple. I'm sure she has. There's no yeah. doubt. Some of our earlier episodes. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right, cool. All right, well, first things first, we got a new trailer. That we did. We got the Black Widow trailer. Um, May of 2020. May of 2020, yeah. We're going to get a Black Widow movie. Do you feel like the timing for this is right, this movie? Or do you think they should have did it before Endgame? I mean, I, I understand it's a prequel. Like, we're going back. Does it take away from if you haven't seen Endgame by this point and you listen to this podcast, it's a bit ridiculous, but does it take away from the fact that she died in Endgame that she's now getting the movie? I think if this happened before Endgame, it wouldn't mean as much. It would also be weird to do a prequel before Endgame. Okay. Why do you think it wouldn't mean as much? Like, this movie's going to do well because everybody's like, oh, my gosh, she died. She gave, like, her life up to, like, uh, save everybody. Okay. So you think it was strategically planned that way. Yep. See, because I I feel like they were riding on the fact that people have just been asking for this movie. You know what I mean? Like, there are a lot of people who are like, why doesn't Black Widow get a solo movie? You know, and the whole thing, you know, a female-led super Before Captain Marvel came along. People and I mean Black Widow's been around 
since the beginning, but she's always just been featured in others' movies. She's never had her own, so right. A lot of people were asking for this for a while, so I I figured they were just gonna ride on that. Yeah, I mean, I I think when they decided, I'm sure they decided before Endgame, you know, was coming out that they wanted to do this movie, right? Yeah. And I think they strategically decide, like, hey, let's put this after. But it's weird now because it's not like she's going to get her own movie, but it's not like she's going to get. I'd be real surprised if she got her own trilogy, right? Because what, yeah, she's going to have three movies all before. Right. We know how we're, we know how they're all going to end ultimately. Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Do you think it's going to lead into that? Like, do you think this movie's going to lead into, like, her death? No. You think they're not going to end it that way? Nope. Hmm. Fair enough. I mean, unless they go into those, like, five years in this movie, but it didn't seem like that to me, right? It, it didn't, didn't seem, seem like, like they were going into there. five years. It It's supposed to be set between the events of Civil War and Infinity War, so when her and Captain America are, like, on the run, which Captain America isn't in this, so at some point she must have just ventured off on her own and had to do something. I don't know. For, Wouldn't it be crazy if we do see Chris Evans in this movie? It would be like, crazy. Just like one scene. like It'd be super cool. They, I mean, like, they should do it. Welcome back. Yeah, they should do it. I mean, so from this trailer, it it's a bit hard to tell. What, like, I can't fully figure out what the plot is. I mean, she has to go back to where like she was created, for lack of a better term. Like, why, where she was made into the assassin that she is today. And she runs into some old friends, it looks like. Um, we get David Harbour, who was... A lot of people know him from Stranger Things. Stranger Things and he was also Hellboy. Um, he's in a Marvel movie now. Probably going to be a huge step up from Hellboy, so good for him. <laughs> um, but we see him as Captain Britain. You know what surprised me the most about this trailer is probably his character. Yeah. They didn't go like, we're going to make him muscular. Like They straight up was just like, yeah, no, nah, he's going to be like a fat... What's up with him make, making him play like these fat, schlubby guys? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. It's just like, nah, you're better. You're better a little chubby. <laughs> we just like you that way. So they're just like, yep, no, nah, we're going to make him another chubby character. Let's do it. And he's like, he puts on his Captain Britain uh, uh, costume and he's like, oh, still fits. And like, they even tell him like, you got a little fat. And he's just like, come on, man. So I don't know. That seemed like it's going to be a fun little dynamic. And then we even see him get into a fight. So I'm curious to see how that fight scene is going to kind of play out. It's probably going to look like the Hellboy fight scene where he's just kind of stumbling around and just yeah. getting lucky. You know what I mean? It's probably going to be just like that. Yeah. Or yeah, That's it's even right. It's going to be pretty much Hellboy. Yeah. A mixture between that and his character from Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of lucking out. And he's just like a big brute of a guy. Like he's not particularly skilled. He's just, just a big dude. You know what I mean? Who right. can just kind of take some hits and keep coming. So we didn't see much of Taskmaster. We got a little brief moment of him like shooting a bow and arrow. Um. So we'll see how that goes. And then, yeah, I mean, this trailer didn't give that much. A lot of no, half of, the first half not. of it was just flashback scenes of what she's kind of already been through. And then this, the new stuff, the most extensive scene was between her and who they're calling like her sister, who she called her sister. Right. Um, getting into a little altercation in the apartment. Yeah, which, I mean, to me, is like, that's not really her sister. It's just like clearly like yeah. somebody that went up with her. Through went whatever, through the training with her or whatever. The training was. The, what did they call it? What is it called? The, no, not the academy. 
I can't remember. The um, shit. What is it called? I know this. I have no idea. The uh, ballerina dancers. <laughs> yeah, I know this. The red room. I think they what, is what uh, they call yeah, it. Yeah, the red room. Yep. Right. So. Right, right, right. Yeah, I don't know. The graduation. We'll see it. Oh, I we'll think it's gonna be anything it. amazing. It's gonna yeah. be. I think it's gonna be a pretty okay movie. I, yeah, I I feel the same way. Like I'm not super excited about it. Like it seems like it'll be fine. Maybe another trailer might get me a bit more excited. I mean, I think where that what they have to nail it with this movie is just like the fight scenes have to be like on point. You know what I mean? Like it has to give us the winter soldier kind of vibe when it comes to the fight scene. It's just like real down and dirty and just kind of brutal, you know? Right. I think that's where they have to go with this or else it's just, it, I don't know, it might be a little bit lackluster. I agree. Cause they, I mean, there's no like outstanding, very cool characters in this movie. So it's got to no. have good fight scenes. Yeah. It's got to. All right. You got anything else? No, nah, how's that? Yeah, we'll see it though. May twenty twenty. Yeah. We're definitely gonna go see it. That's the. F- I think that's the first one we get next year. The first Marvel movie. Yeah, I think so. And it's not the first superhero movie. The first superhero movie is something I I can't remember what it was. But it comes out early next year. What is it? Is it Wonder Woman? No, I don't think so. Are there even other superhero movies coming out next year? Yeah, there are. There are a few. There are at least four, I'd say, if not more. Superhero movies. Superhero movies 2020. I don't think any are coming out, man. Oh, Birds of Prey. Ah, that's the first one we're getting. Birds of Prey. Yeah, so we got Wonder Woman, Birds of Prey. Well, I was right about Wonder Woman. I don't think it's first. It's just coming out. Uh, Black Widow. Uh, that movie's coming. Um, uh, uh, the one with the Ben Diesel? No. That is. Yeah, Bloodshot. That one is coming out. You're right. Um, but the other one, the the other Marvel one, uh, not the Immortals. Is it the Immortals? No, no, no. The Eternals? The Eternals. There we go. Is that coming out next year? That's next year, yeah. And for some reason, they keep saying Gambit is coming out, but it's not. <laughs> Just give up on that shit. Jeez. Let it go. Hey, it's Black Adam movie is finally happening. That's 2021. But I'm just saying it's finally happening. Oh, They've yeah, been talking true. about it almost as long as Gambit. That's, yeah, good point. Gambit was a little bit longer, but. Good point. Oh, they're saying the new Mutants is coming out next year, too. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's not coming out. Yeah, it's not. I don't know why. They, another one where it's just like, just let that shit go, man. Morbius, the living vampire. Ah. Jared Leto. Venom yeah, 2 is supposed be... to be next year. Interesting. The Eternals. That's not right either. Yeah, I don't think it's right either. When did you, <laughs> What date is this list you're looking at? Um, Let's take a look. Let me see. We just got way off tangent. Here. We did. We this definitely like, did. Well, back in October. Let me see if I get a newer list. 2019 or 2018? Uh, October of 2018. Or 2019, I'm sorry. Oh, this one's from fucking June, so this is even older. There's no updated list, although this has New Mutants on it, too. Uh, Black Widow. It's interesting. Wonder Woman. Why are they making this movie? 
Wonder Woman? No, Morbius. Like who who wants that? I don't know. Look, all right, so we got Sony over here. They have ownership of a lot of characters that nobody knows. Nobody knows. Or, yeah. They got to do something with it. They don't have the... Whatever. I don't care. Look, they're trying to create their own Spider-Verse. It's fucking ridiculous. And Venom did okay. It did, yeah. For a movie that wasn't that great, it did pretty good for a not great movie. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It did. So they already got the start. They're like, ah, what do people like? Vampires? We haven't had a Twilight movie in a while. That's what I'm saying. Let's just come out here with... And then let's take the guy who was probably the most controversial guy in superhero movie-dom of all time, Jared Leto, and make him a new character. Let's see if he can ruin another character. Yeah, like why? Who? Uh, whatever. Sony, Sony, Sony. You think he'll look just like the Joker without the tattoos? Probably. Just he'll probably still like he's look, gonna have that white skin though. Yeah, white skin. He'll still have the greasy hair. It'll just be black instead of green, and he might still have eyebrows. Who knows? He might shave them off again. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> man. <laughs> The look on your face is just like, yeah. Why? <laughs> I watched the first episode of Harley Quinn. Okay. I feel like we should mention it. I don't know if we'll ever get to a review of it, but I gotta say, I didn't hate it. No? No. I what, thought it was what? funny. I laughed at scenes. It's very like, like they're not holding anything back. Okay. That's what I was wondering. It kind of reminds me of a, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's more on to the comics. I don't think I've ever read just a strict Harley Quinn that's not like animated series style mm. comic, but like it felt like very Deadpoolish, like okay. not breaking the third wall, but just like all the crazy things that Deadpool's saying. Yeah, very much so. Like it's this, very R rated. Very R rated. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Check it out, our listeners. Check it out. It's okay. pretty good. All right. There's only one. They're only one episode in, right? Only one episode in, and it's only twenty minutes long. So. Yeah, I'm sure it's probably pretty short. What was the first episode about? Give me a quick rundown of the plot. Uh, so Joker and Harley Quinn are like robbing from the rich, and then Batman comes busted, like busted all up, and Joker basically was like, "Hold him off so I can escape, but don't worry, I won't leave you in Arkham for more than one night." And then, like, he left him hurt in there for, like, a whole year. And then Poison <laughs> Ivy, like, broke them all out. And she, like, refuses to see the Joker as a bad person. And then Poison Ivy is just trying to get her to see it. And by the end of the episode, she, like, can tell that the Joker's no good for her. Mm, okay. Does there's, it, like, a lot of ridiculous humor through the whole thing. Yeah. Does it look like they're going the route of um, her relationship with Poison Ivy? I don't know yet. I think Poison Ivy says something along the lines, like, I think she does say I love you, but I think Harley Quinn is definitely sees her as a friend. Got it. And what's cool is they actually showed as like before Harley Quinn was Harley Quinn, she was uh, Poison Ivy's therapist in Arkham before she like became Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, I mean she was she was a therapist. That's why yeah. she met the Joker. So I was like, so. oh, that's kind of a cool dynamic. Because Poison Ivy was like, you're one of the few people that were like actually able to help me, and like before you, like I couldn't like. Like get along with humans or tolerate them. I just only tolerated plants. It's just so weird. Isn't that whatever? 
That's a whole different story. Yeah, we can talk a whole episode on that. Yeah, easily. Easily. All right, cool. Well, yeah, I'll check that out. I made it sound more deep right now than it really is. It's just ridiculous. Okay. But all right, let's do this. You ready? All right, yep. So we're going to get to the main topic of today. Uh, today we wanted to give you guys another another little countdown list, a little top, little top list. It's the final countdown. <laughs> Alright. Uh so, <laughs> so we're giving a, a top doing top five, right? Top five. Top five of the smartest uh comic book characters in Marvel and DC. Uh as human you, characters. Human characters, right? That it's is an important a, distinction. That is a distinction we decided to throw in there. So um anyone who and what we mean by human characters is anyone who gained their super tele, super intelligence as a result of their powers do not count for this list. So someone who wasn't super intelligent before and then gained powers and then became super intelligent does not count because their super intelligence is a result of their superpower. So that excludes people like Superman, right? He's super smart because he's Kryptonian. Like he has super. Well, I mean, he's not human though. Yeah, he's right, and he's not, and that. he's not human. He's an alien, technically. Uh, that who, Hulk character that I keep forgetting his name. Uh, Mastermind, I'm Mastermind, pretty sure. Mastermind, yeah. Um, for people who don't know who he is, the Hulk, his body transformed from gamma radiation. There is a character in the comic books who's a big Hulk villain who only his brain was exposed to gamma radiation, which made him super intelligent, but he does not have any of the physical strength of the Hulk just intelligence so only his brain was mutated right so like a character like that who was a normal human and then mutated because of that doesn't count same thing goes with like inhumans like if they weren't if their super intelligence is a result of their inhuman um mutation or genes or whatever they don't count same thing with like mutants as well right like if you're a mutant and your super intelligence is a result of your mutant power then right it doesn't count so that's kind of where we were going with that. So we mostly stuck with just human beings or people with powers whose super intelligence is not a result or directly related with their superpowers. Cool. Cool. All right. So you took DC. I took Marvel as we usually do for anyone who's new here. Uh, we like to consider ourselves expert in these two titan comic book companies sean being our resident dc expert myself with marvel all that basically means is that we know a little bit more than the average person does about these two comic book companies and the characters that inhabit their universes so here we are (laughs) that's it thanks for the breakdown yep all right as usual do you want to go one by one uh yeah we can go one by one all right I feel like I always go first, so you should go first. All right. You did yours in order, didn't you? Like, you went, Yeah, like, so I'm starting with, yeah. So, we start with so five. Yeah, we start with five. One's the best. Oh, man. Smartest. Okay. See, I didn't do mine in any particular Do you want me to go first? Yeah, so you can go, you go first, because okay, I didn't go. do mine in a particular order. <laughs> I told you we are going to go in an order. I know, and then I forgot. This is going to make just, it easier when we try to combine our lists. That's true. You're right. That's a good point. Coming in at number five, T.O. Morrow. Who? He is said to be one of the greatest minds in robotics. He's the creator of Red Tornado. Huh. 
So he created Red Tornado. He created Red Inferno. Red Torpedo. Red Volcano. Red Volcano. Um, although I think that was really took a lot of liberties from Young Justice. Mm, okay, that character. fair enough. But he also was able to create an artificial soul for his robots. And the uh, uh, Tomorrow Woman was the name of the robot that got an actual soul. Wow. Yeah, so that's like the big thing that he did. I was struggling with choosing between him and Professor Ivo. Mm. And, but the, the guy who created Amazo. Amazo, right. Which we so talked for, about. Yeah. Uh, somebody pointed out to me that I just n- named Amazo and I didn't explain Amazo at all in that episode. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and do it now. All right. Amazo is a robot that was created with nanobot technology and has the ability to adapt. And um, basically it like can scan you and take your powers, right? So it's a big Justice League villain because it just looks at any of the characters and gets you know, any of the Justice League's abilities. So it gets the power of Superman, the power of Wonder Woman, the power of Aquaman, Flash, all of them. So you imagine trying to fight the power a robot. Of Batman. The power of Batman. <laughs> See what power I did there? of everybody. <laughs> yeah. Batman has no powers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, right, cool. I mean, so if you, you ever see him in the the Justice League Unlimited, he like basically becomes a god at one point because yeah. he just spent you know years just scanning people. But yeah, yeah. anyways, this is off topic. We like to recommend. A, I feel like we talk a lot about like cartoons and stuff, but I think that's just because for some people that's more accessible than like reading comic books. It is it like really there's is. years, years of comic books you could read, but you know. That compared to like a few seasons of a of an animated series is like nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. Right. Plus, we really enjoy them, and they're great. Check yeah, they're good. They're good. I mean, they're a little older at this point, but I mean, Young Justice is relatively new, and uh, but the older Justice League cartoons are still great, even though they're a bit older. Still great. Still love them. Yeah, easily watch them over and over again. Um, you want to explain who Red Tornado and those are? Oh, yeah. So Red Tornado is a big character in the Justice Society of America. Okay. Um, and then in some versions, you can see him in the Justice League. But basically, he's a red android that can control uh, tornadoes, you know, hence the name. So he makes big cyclone twisters and he can like throw them all at you. And, you know, he's a robot, so he's like strong. He doesn't feel pain. Um, but he's all about trying to learn to, like about humanity and wants to become part of humanity and um yeah and so like the other characters uh i think the idea is uh tio morrow was a villain right like he was brilliant but he wasn't like trying to put his powers towards good so he actually he even one of his greatest um creations is he created this like tv set which sounds super goofy but like the tv set was able to look in a hundred years into the future what yeah, he made a TV that can look through time, 100 years in the future, and that's how he learned to do some of his technology. So did it, like, display on the television? What? Uh, yeah. That's crazy. Right. Wow. That's why he's on the list. Huh. okay. And he's only number five, huh? He's only number five. Interesting, interesting. Um, but yeah, no, so he created all these androids, and the original androids was, like, supposed to pretend to be a hero to infiltrate the Justice Society and break it within, but... Everybody was kind of flawed in their own way, mm. so like it never really worked the way he wanted to. But the he ended up making one of the like the greatest heroes, which was Red Tornado. So. Nice. Okay. Cool. All right. Number five for you. Number five for me. Um, 
think I'm going to go with, um, yeah, I guess I'll have to go with Black Panther, T'Challa. Um, so anyone who listens to the show knows that I'm a, I'm a big fan of Black Panther and not necessarily just because of his movies. I've been a big fan of Black Panther. I've mentioned him many times before. We had a whole debate about him versus Batman at, at one point, um, which your brother seems to have an issue with. I've gotten him to see the other side. Good. He should. I was like, here, let me argue it for her. And then I got him to see the points. There you go. All right. So here he is again. He's in my top five most intelligent but people. The argument is about them being similar, not them fighting. Because mm. what you said before is that they were similar. They're somewhat similar. I mean, there's some. I feel like you felt strongly about it when you said there's it. There's some huge. But we have I mean, learned so much since that. Yeah, right? maybe. I don't even remember what I said, if I'm honest with you. But You were like pretty much like, <laughs> Black Panther is like the Batman of Marvel. Did I say that? Yeah. That's crazy. I retract that statement. <laughs> He's not. I mean, you could argue the similarities. Yeah, there's definitely some similarities, but there are some drastic differences as well. Batman is not a king of a nation. It's kind of the king of Gotham. He's not the... Stop it. Kind of is. Anyway, we're going to... What are we doing? I can make a debate that he is. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, continue. Despite Number five. That, he's a brilliant man. He is a brilliant man. Yes, so, Batman is. <laughs> you're the worst. Um, but no, T'Challa's super smart. Um, he has a... So, he has a PhD. So, a common trend amongst all of the smartest people in the Marvel Universe is that they have a bunch of fucking degrees a bunch of PhDs, like just an insane amount. So T'Challa. But none of them ever get called doctor. They don't. It's crazy. Just Mr. Yeah. Um, but to, I mean, T'Challa is called a king, your highness. But there's that. Uh, he has a PhD in physics from Oxford University, which. And, and that's the other thing about Marvel, you know, with. um, With them deciding to base their characters in our real world unlike dc you know who has like the different they'll have like gotham academy and stuff like that like the made-up schools like you know marvel does the real life school which kind of i guess gives a better perspective of like how smart these people are so like anyone who knows oxford knows it's like considered to be one of the best if not the best university in the world um i mean they're the ones that make the dictionary which is crazy so he has a PhD <laughs> in physics from Oxford University. Not only that, but he invented, and I didn't know this, he actually invented his own science called shadow physics, which combines science and mysticism. So like kind of all the, the, the mysticism uh, behind like the Black Panther culture and like, you know, the, the God and like the, the um, heart herb. Like Wakanda like, did this or like he himself he did He himself this? did it. Where does he get the time? I don't know. While he's running a country, it's insane. All right. Um, and the other thing. This uh, is your number five. Yeah. Another thing. <laughs> your number like, five invented a whole science? Whole science. Another thing I love to point out because I didn't know this until like because I've actually read this comic book. There was at one point in the comics after Black Panther and Storm got married, um, they were traveling 
they were in the United States and Ree Richards and Sue Storm decided, and this was, they had went through a whole thing with their marriage where they almost divorced or whatever, but to rebuild, they decided to take a break from the Fantastic Force, take a step back from superheroing and just kind of like rekindle their romance. During that time, Black Panther and Storm became their replacements in the Fantastic Four. Now, if anybody who doesn't know what the Fantastic Four do in comic books, they do a lot of like space stuff, right? A lot of intergalactic stuff. A lot of the times they're battling intergalactic beings. So they're kind of like that defense. Um, So Black Panther and Sue Storm took their place while they were a part of the Fantastic Four. Galactus came to Earth, and we found out that not only was T'Challa smart enough to defeat the heralds of Galactus, but he also had a contingency plan in place for if Galactus ever came back to Earth. Boom. Man. Crazy. Good stuff. So, yeah, number five. Number five. All right. right. Number four on my list. Number four. The Atom. Ray Palmer. Because still. So, Ray Palmer, I had to specify. Okay. Uh, I mean, he just, like, kind of, like, the same kind of deal. Like, he's got a whole bunch of degrees, and he's a self-made... Uh, I think he's a millionaire. I don't think he's a self-made billionaire. Yeah, he never broke the bees? I don't think he got into the bees. Mm. Um, but basically, his whole kind of spiel is he was able to use the remains of a white dwarf star uh, to, like, change uh, his size. And he could shrink down... Uh, and you know kind of explore the small universes and all that stuff too so um outrageously smart be able to put that together but reason i put him on the list is he was so smart that he actually was able to get the better of dark side look at that yeah i was like all right you come in at number four yeah for sure what he did is he went to a microscopic size broke through an invisible force field went into his optic nerve and released a metric ton of white dwarf radiation into his brain. Jesus. He wasn't messing around with our Yeah, no, it wasn't. So nope. like, I'm going to murder you in the most obscene way possible. Yep. Jeez. But yeah, there we go, Ray Palmer. Wow, number four. Well, speaking of shrinky people, my number Ooh. four, Hank Pym, Ant-Man. Interesting. We both had him at number I know, four. I know, I know. Funny enough, I didn't put him on my list at first. I was actually trying to go the route of, um, in recent years of Marvel Comics, they've introduced a lot of new super geniuses into the universe, and I wanted to kind of go the route of talking about those characters. But the thing about them is that a lot of those characters kind of wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the characters that I actually have on my list. So I wasn't going to do Hank Pym at first because... I don't know. I never really saw him. To me, he never really came off as like one of the geniuses. But he actually is. Like any top 10 super geniuses Marvel list, like Hank Pym is always on there. And when you really think about it, like he is pretty fucking smart. So again, I feel like you don't see it in the movies enough. You definitely don't see it in the movies because we didn't get, we didn't really get Hank Pym Ant-Man. We got Scott Lang Ant-Man who also in the comic books, is not considered the genius. You know, right. he, like he's smart, but he's nowhere near Hank's Pym level of intelligence. He just right. kind of inherits uh, Ant-Man, the, the persona. So when we look at Hank Pym, though, I mean, first of all, he 
discovered pim particles like that's his thing pim particles is what allows him to reduce or increase his mass or you know i don't even know exactly how to explain it because in the movies i think they explain it a bit differently from the comic books and the comic books i don't think it's reduced the mass i think it's just transfer the mass to another place but basically he discovered these particles that allow him to shrink and grow at will so just like ray palmer right um except his he used a dwarf star hank pym discovered these particles that allow him to to do that and not only can he do it to himself but he's got to be a comic book where they met right i imagine so right i'd like to read that one yeah that'd be good um not only could he do it to himself but he figured out he could do it to other objects and things around him stuff like that um so because of that, because he's able to shrink to microscopic sizes, like he also discovered two universes, the microverse and the macroverse. So he discovered those and then he learned how to navigate and like he became like the leading expert on them. Right. Um, the other thing is that he's a crazy inventor. I mean, on the level of like Tony Stark easily, um, because even though in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, we saw Tony Stark create Ultron and like a combination of Tony Stark and the, the Mind Stone. In the comic books, it was solely Hank Pym who created Ultron, which is the I most... it was Tony Stark and Hank Pym. Nope, it was Hank Pym. It was just Hank Pym. You sure? I'm sure. Yeah. It was, right, and at least one of the cartoons for sure was both of yeah, them. Yeah, no, it was just Hank Pym. So he created the most advanced artificial intelligence in Marvel Comics, pretty much. Like, this. Does that make him smart, though? I mean, it went horribly wrong. It did go... Look, I'm not taking that away. I, it did go horribly wrong, but he did create him. Like, it, he was a like a brainchild of Hank Pym. You know right. what I mean? So it's like... That's pretty fucking impressive. Yeah? So yeah, number four. Should have kept it that way in the movie. They should have. They definitely, they definitely should have. It could have could have been less blaming like Tony Stark for shit going yeah, wrong and all these movies, right? But I guess it it overall played into his into his full arc. I guess, yeah. All right. I mean, they even could have pitched it as like Hank Pym started it, and then maybe Tony Stark took it and like ran with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It didn't have to be he created it from scratch. Like it could have been like. This was a project Hank Pym started on. And then they could have played more into the whole dynamic of like the fact that the Pims hate the Starks and all that other stuff. But like maybe Hank Pym started it, his dad took it, and then Tony Stark found it. it. Yeah, found it from his dad. And then maybe they could have went to Hank Pym to try to get advice on how to fucking stop it or something. I don't know. Sound like a pretty good movie. We we should write movies for sure. Definitely. Number three. Number three. I got I got one of your one of your characters. This is one of your favorites here. All right, all right. Mr. Terrific. Yeah, that's my boy. That's your boy. He has got fourteen PhDs, Jeez. but yet still just the Mr. Terrific, not a Doctor Terrific. Just, I don't know. I'm stuck on that. Insane. Insane. Why do they just call him Mr. Why do they go Mr. He's got fourteen PhDs. Man. He's that doctor fourteen times. Self-made millionaire. Yep. Um, he co-created the brother eye technology with Batman. 
I love with you. I don't know much about the brother eye. Me neither. We're just not gonna go into it. Nope, don't go into it. Uh, you know, he's very famous for his T-spheres. You know, there's these floating robotic orbs. Uh, they can create holograms. They got laser grids. They connect with other electronic devices. They respond to him mentally and vocally. So he can just think things and control him, which I think is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Yes, it is. He is deemed by DC themselves as the third smartest character in the DC universe. And these three are pretty easy in a row oh i should wow. say on earth okay yeah i didn't go to the other universe characters though because they're not really human at that point yeah that's so, fair. the third smartest human i can say confidently but could you imagine being the third smartest person in the world what a bummer it would be to have two people stop. <laughs> <laughs> like who really cares about the third <laughs> yeah right <laughs> Oh man, there's two people ahead of you. I feel like you constantly you have are to the tell third people. smartest. And I you am only the third made some smartest person in the world, so you're not the, the first. You know, somebody would be there. The, honestly, though, somebody would be there. I mean, that's why you're only a millionaire, not a billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> the third smartest. The third. That's it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you just put the most negative spin on it possible. <laughs> In my head, I'm like, man, the third smartest person in the world. That'd be insane. And you're just like, that means there's two people ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> that means you're the second loser, basically. Because would it be worse to be third or second? No, second's worse. It's definitely worse. Yeah. Because you're just like, fuck. But people remember second, one man. One more person. Nobody remembers who got bronze. Yeah, that's true. Nobody remembers bronze. Not at all. Gosh. That's crazy. He, well, look, to his, to, to, to his point, he could be the smartest. If he killed two people. (laughs) What? That's all you have to do. Kill two people. Just kill those other two people. It'd be the smartest. I'm number one now by default, bitches. (laughs) What you gonna say? Oh, Oh, man. man, that's crazy. All right. (laughs) Okay, so my number three is uh, one of the younger characters in the Marvel uh, universe. He is considered to be the sixth smartest person on the planet, I'm pretty sure. I don't think it's in the universe. I think it's just on the planet. Um, yes, yeah, definitely. <laughs> then why is he universe. at number three? <laughs> because even though he's considered to have the six smartest, to be the sixth smartest person in the universe, there are still feats that he were able to accomplish that no one else has been able to do, even some of the smartest. So, like somebody I didn't put on my list, I decided not to put on my list was Bruce Banner. Right? Um, everybody knows him as the Hulk, but his alter ego, Bruce Banner, is like a super genius. He's he's often in the top ten list of right. smartest people in the Marvel Universe as well, right? But something he could never figure out how to do was separate himself from the Hulk, right? Like, he was always searching for this cure to, like, get rid of the Hulk, right? Now, it's happened before, but usually it's a result of, like, some kind of magic or something like that where he gets separated from them or gets separated from the Hulk or whatever, right? 
The third, the person that's third on my list is Amadeus Cho. You ever heard of Amadeus Cho? Nope. Okay. He, like I said, so he's considered to be he's considered to be the sixth smartest person in the world, and he was considered this by Reed Richards. Um, I don't almost be an insult. Yeah, which is we'll get to him later. Um, but so some of the feats he's able to do. So his big thing is that mathematically he's probably the smartest on the planet in terms of calculations and the time in which he can figure them out. So his big thing is if you ever read an Amadeus show comic book is that if he's being attacked, right, he can calculate specific trajectories, uh, movements, all this kind of things in a matter of seconds. Like he can run through an entire formula that would take, some of the world's leading experts like minutes or even an hour to complete in a matter of seconds. Okay. Right. So like he could change the trajectory of a missile. Like if he had the physical strength, he could probably catch captain America's shield. All right. Just cause he's able to calculate like where it's going to go, where to land. Like he's able to figure out these things. So he's super smart in that respect. One of his greatest feats in the comic books is that he actually figured out how to remove the gamma radiation of the Hulk from Bruce Banner. Not only did he remove it from Bruce Banner, but he he was able to figure out how to inject it into himself to become the Hulk, but still retain all of his intelligence. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So that which led into his own comic book run of um, Totally Awesome Hulk. That oh, was I Am- have heard of that. That was Amadeus Cho. Okay. He became the Hulk. So he had all the intelligence of himself, but he had the strength of the Hulk. He just left Bruce Banner like that? Yeah. I was like, I'm the hero now. Peace. Yeah. He was like, you're, you're, you're fine. Just keep being, keep being the leading expert in gamma radiation or whatever. Even though I just figured this shit out. A little bit of a prick. He is a little bit of a prick. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> he, he is a little bit of a prick. But yeah, super, super fucking smart, this kid. Um, did he yeah. go by Totally Awesome Hulk? He did. Yeah, he's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if he went by He called me Totally Awesome he, Hulk. He called himself awesome a lot. He's like, isn't it awesome? And then that was just the, the storyline. I think he might have just went by Hulk. I don't know. I never read it, but apparently it's pretty good. Right. So yeah, Amadeus Cho. Who you got as number two? The one and only Batman. Number two, huh? I did put him in number two. You know what's kind of hard? It's one, two, and three have already been decided by DC. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's already been stated that he's the second. But he's the world's greatest detective. Um, this whole thing, you know, I mean, we can talk about Batman forever, but he's constantly planning and replanning and have plans on top of his plans that have plans for other plans. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he just got everything so thought out. Um, and I decided to put as one of his, like, greatest feats is uh, he's got contingency plans on how to take down the whole Justice League. Yeah. And, I, I mean, if, you, if anybody's ever uh, watched the Justice League Doom movie, like, it worked. Like, he successfully, his plans were executed, took down every League member. I mean, that's that's super impressive. Um, but he was actually said. I think the most impressive part about that is that not only did he figure out how to take down each member, but he also figured it out in a way that w- wouldn't kill any of them. 
He was strategic enough to be like, I mean, he shot Superman with a kryptonite bullet. I don't know if I would say that. But was that his plan, though? Yeah. I thought it was just embellished by. No, the that Legion was straight up the plan. Oh, I was reading more about it. it Contingency plan for Superman was to shoot him with I, the kryptonite I mean, bullet. look. That's about all you got, though. <laughs> He's punched him with the kryptonite ring before and almost broke his hand. So yeah. it's like, nah, I'm going to just shoot this man. I mean, the fact that there he probably, is. <laughs> he probably thought out where he could shoot him that wouldn't kill him, but at least would render him like inoperable for a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, but to say so, like, I mean, Batman, you've seen take down like the strongest and the best of characters in different scenarios, right? Like we've seen comics and storylines where Batman successfully was able to stop Superman. Yeah. Right. He dodged Darkseid's Omega Beams. Like crazy. It's it's a combination of his physical abilities, but it's his smartness, his strategical planning that really like puts him over the edge. And that's why he's, you know, number two on my list. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, it's Batman. You don't really need that much explanation. We've seen enough of Batman to know how smart he is, so I get that. All right, so number two for me. Um, So for these last two, I kind of cheated a little bit because, like I said, I kind of wanted to... Marvel also has a definitive list of who they consider to be the smartest in the Marvel Universe, Again, some of them had to be kind of crossed out because their um, their superpower also enhances their intelligence. Um, <clears throat> so I, I didn't go that route. But a lot of them were people who, like I kind of mentioned before, are people who are kind of overtaking and are a result of some of the people who became, came before them. So, like, my number two, for example, is that I have Tony Stark – Iron Man himself slash Riri Williams. Have you heard of Riri Riri Williams? I have, but remind me. Okay, so here we go. All right, so Tony Stark. We all know Tony Stark. We only have one in the slot, man. Look, they're both here for a reason. Listen to me. All right. So we all know Tony Stark, right? Iron Man, genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. We all know him. He. The inventor of Iron Man, for anybody who doesn't know, he graduated from MIT at the age of 17, which is crazy, which means he probably entered it at the age of like 13. So when most people were graduating high school, he was getting his degree from MIT, Um, a genius engineer, inventor, created the Iron Man suit in a cave with a box of scraps, as we all know. So that's great. The reason why I decided to put Riri Williams on here as well is because Riri Williams, so like I said, Tony Stark graduated MIT at the age of 17. Riri Williams attended MIT at the age of 11. She dropped out of MIT because she figured out on her own how to create her own Iron Man outfit. Oh, yes. Outfit. How to create her own Iron Man suit by the age of 15. Basically, just by looking at at Tony Stark. And then, not only that, but he was so impressed by her that he took her on as, like, his prodigy, as his protege, and taught her and basically blessed her as the new Iron Man when he decided to step. Either, I can't remember if he died or if he just stepped down from being Iron Man. 
but she took over as Iron Man at the age of 15. So that's why I kind of put both of them there. Yeah, you got just one. She's like a res- she she's his protege. Like she came like on the list, she was I I believe she might have been listed higher than him. But she is a result of him. Like it, it, she almost wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Tony Stark. So that's why I did both. I think I just put Riri Williams there. Maybe. Maybe. But yeah, that was those are my number two. All right. Number one. Number one. Set it by DC themselves, Lex Luthor. Mm. Lex Luthor. Crazy. Number so, one, huh? Regardless, the smartest man on planet Earth. Right there, man. This is it right there. Wow. It's easy. Built a multi-billion dollar company. All these millionaires back here. Yeah. Those scrubs. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's basically, he's experts in like multiple fields were from like pharmaceuticals to like you know enhancing the person to technology to creating weapons he's between a seventh and a ninth level uh intellect which did you look up what that means I know. exactly i just you know i'm happier not knowing <laughs> it just sounds cool just wanted to sound cool a seventh and a ninth level intellect okay i think what i was re- i think i was reading that the average human in the dc universe was supposed to be at a fourth level mm. so he's significantly higher yeah uh i mean so you gotta be smart if you're able to like take on superman 24 7 you know what i mean so That's like true. if your number one villain is the best superhero like you gotta be able to like outsmart him and he's very tactical and i mean he like you know like gives superman a run for his money all the time without ever you know actually leaving his office right you just kind of create shit that like really builds the fight um he was able to go through the source wall and figure out the anti-life equation which I'm going to say is one of the biggest things he did because only somebody super smart was actually going to be able to do that. Yeah, didn't they have to be like a 12th level intellect to do it? Yeah, I think it just depends on the story. Yeah, fair enough. But, so he was able to do that. I mean, he convinced Brainiac to like interact with him and make him a god. He's, I mean, he's done all kinds of crazy things over the years that just somebody super smart only could like really figure out. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So my number one uh, is also a man who is considered to be the smartest man on the planet, which would be Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic himself. Again, Mr. Where's the, where's he's the doctor? Got an, this man has almost an unlimited number of PhDs. Where's the doctor at? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think they might have called him Dr. Richards before, but I don't remember that. Uh, so Reed Richards uh, considers to be the smartest person on planet earth in the marvel universe um basically this dude is so smart that he felt as at one point he felt as though there was almost nothing really interesting for him left to learn on earth so that's why he started to venture out into to space knowledge and like learning from other life forms and things like that right it's it's arguably because of him that the Fantastic Four is so successful as a superhero team is because he's able to figure out almost anything. Like he's mastered multiple forms of mathematics, engineering, science, all types of stuff. You know what I mean? Like he's basically like, if you think of all the people that you consider to be the smartest in the Marvel universe for a specific reason, he's just as smart as those people in that same area. Like, he's just as good of an inventor as Tony Stark. He's just as 
well versed on gamma radiation as Bruce Banner. He's just as intelligent on um like changing mass as as Hank Pym. Like these people are all experts in their field, but Reed Richards knows basically just as much as they do in all those fields. It's impressive. It's very impressive. Um now, here's another little little thing I did, right? I swear to God, who's slashing through another I did character. slash. I did slash. Five characters, I man. did slash. Five. And the slash Doctor Doom, was Victor you? Von Doom. Yes, oh, Doctor Doom God. himself. No, choose one The right reason now. being is because I've seen many times before that, doc, that there are many people who consider Doctor Doom to be smarter than Reed Richards. So... Dr. Doom will always argue that he's just as smart, if not smarter, than Reed Richards, right? Or you just smarter. gotten rid of your two like lowest characters. I could have, but we I didn't wanna. need to do. I didn't wanna. I wanted to mix it up a bit. So the reason why I put Dr. Doom here, and the reason why people consider him to be smart, is because he's he was able to pull off one feat that Reed Richards was never able to do. Do you know what that is? I'm trying to think of a funny answer, and nothing's coming to me. No, there's nothing funny. What was it? Reed Richards was never able to figure out how to transform the thing back into a human being. And Dr. Doom did. His own best friend couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. But Dr. Doom was able to figure it out. Right. Yep. But no, really, it's it's Reed Richards, though. He's smarter. Okay, so Reed Richards is your number one, (laughs) not Dr. Doom. Yeah. Who's your real number two? You got to choose one because we're not going to put them both into our list of 10. Uh, I it's guess. Riri Williams. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. We'll just go with that. We'll go with that. Are right, you ready to put this list I was going to put fucking... I was going to do that with like every character if I'm honest with you. I've lost my mind. Because <laughs> they all have like these people who are like coming up. Anyway. All right. Are we doing this? Are we doing? Are we converging our lists? I thought that was the plan, right? I don't know. Was that the plan? All right, do it. Let's go. All right, number ten. Uh, Who's your number five? My number five is Tio Morrow. This right. is gonna be very difficult because they're all expert in different fields. So then it's like, yeah, what field do we value more than yeah, the other? We fields? might just have to go based off of feats. So my number five was Black Panther. Yours created an android. Mine invented his own science. Mine created a soul. What? I told you that. Yeah, you did say that. A soul. Don't undersell Tio Moro. <laughs> I just created an android. Created an android soul and he's a computer that could see 100 years into the future. All right. All right. Fine. Fine. That that's Tio Moro. Number 10. <laughs> <laughs> I, love I, just, I just didn't want you to be like so like oh it's simply like you give him some credit no he's got credit he's right. number 10 all right tia Moro is number 10 uh so I, black panther and then who do i have is my number four uh hank pym who's your number four the adam do you feel like Black Panther is smarter than the Atom? No. Okay. So I think it goes, it goes yeah, I think it goes Tiro Morrow, Black Panther, Adam, Hank Pym. I think Hank Pym's smarter than the Atom. All right. I agree with that. 
So then it's. I feel like I just know more about Hank Pym though. That's the issue. But yeah, let's go mm. with that. I don't know. I feel like you know equally as much about Ray Palmer. I don't know that much about Ray Palmer. Do you know that much about Hank Pym? What do yeah. you know about Hank Pym? I used to watch him in the Avengers cartoon all the time. Oh, whatever. They had a lot about his character. Yeah, that's true. That I got to see right. him become the Wasp or whatever. That's true. He also smacked his wife in the face, but, you know, that's a whole different story. Well, they story left that out of the cartoon. Yeah, they definitely left that out of the cartoons. It's a different story for a different day. <laughs> all right. You know he's off the list now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Hank Pym. All right, so next I had Amadeus Cho. Who did you have? Mr. Terrific. Hmm. That's tough. Yeah, these last couple are going to be real rough. Yeah, they are going to be real rough. Uh, I think it's Amadeus Cho, and then I think it's Mr. Terrific. Yeah, I'd agree with that. So then it's Batman versus... It's Batman versus Iron Man, essentially. Basically. Well, you know how I feel about it. Yeah, no, it'll be Batman. It's it's Batman. Okay. While... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Batman has built his own suit before. While I would definitely argue that Iron Man would be more skilled in, like, building weaponry and inventing it, like, overall, I think Batman is the smarter Like, more character. well-rounded. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay, so then it's, because we're going to reverse the order, so then it's, it's Riri Williams, then Batman, and then you have Reed Richards, I have Lex Luthor. This is really tough. Because I feel like in a tactical manner, Lex Luthor is better. But I think Reed Richards is more well-rounded. So I'm going to say Lex Luthor than Reed Richards. Yeah, I agree. Plus, I also think that I think people underestimate Reed Richards' strategical intelligence. Because he's often figuring out how to defeat villains. How to stop these intergalactic threats. Like, he's the one who figured out how to access um, the negative zone and lock criminals in the negative zone so that they don't have to worry about them. You know what I mean? Like these super powerful beings that like you can't put in a normal jail. We're going to put them in the negative zone prison so that we ain't got to fucking worry about them anymore. All right. So I I think it's a disservice to like um, underestimate his strategical genius as well. So from the top then, number one, Reed Richards. Yep. Number two, Lex Luthor. You got it. Number three, Batman. Yep. Number four, uh, Riri Williams. Yep. Number five, Mr. Terrific. Mm-hmm. Number six. Ah, uh, you know what? I feel like Riri Williams should be go down. So. Below Mr. Terrific? Yeah. So number four, Mr. Terrific. Number five, Riri Williams. Yeah. Six. Uh, Amadeus. Uh, oh, Amadeus. Seven, Ray Palmer. Eight, The Atom. Seven would be Hank Pym because you said Ray Palmer and then you said The Atom. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Seven yes. is Hank Pym. Seven is Hank Pym. Eight is Ray Palmer. Nine is Black Panther. Ten is T.O. Morrow. I thought we put Black Panther ahead of, no, no, did we? No, we didn't put Black Panther ahead of. No. Right okay, yeah, you're right. Yep, sounds good to me. There's the list. That was the quickest list we've ever come up with. It, I mean, it's, it's like I could argue more, but like I think overall smartness is clear. It just like 
people have their experts in their fields yeah. and that's when it gets difficult. Yeah, that's true. It's like, but this person's going to be way better at this, but like, yeah, overall, I think we did good at like roundness, smartness. Right. So fair enough. Things are going to last, man. We fair should put enough. this online. We should. Also, that's not our close call for this episode. It's not. So you ready to get into our close call for the I episode? Am. So we want to do something a little different. I feel like every time we do these lists, our close call is just a longer list, basically. Like, here's my list. Here's your list. Let's figure out how we put them together. And that's cool. That works. But we want to switch it up a little bit. We always want to try to do something a little different. So you asked me a question as we were compiling these lists and doing our research and stuff like that. What was the question you asked me? I asked if you had to choose between Lex Luthor or Batman protecting you, but you're taking the aspect of Batman's ability to fight away, who are you choosing to protect you? Right. So the question then becomes basically who do I, based on their intelligence alone, who I, who do I feel like would do a better job of protecting me from a life threat? A life threat. Fantastic. So you have that one. I have my own one as well. So we're gonna we're gonna try to argue this. I guess maybe it might not be that big of an argument, but we're gonna we're gonna discuss it at least. Right. So between Lex Luthor and Batman, who who would you say? Batman. See, I'm gonna say Lex Luthor. All right. Why are you choosing Lex Luthor? Because I feel like I feel like when it comes down to it, so Batman's whole thing. He always has his morals in place, right? Like, he has his number one rule that he just won't break. Don't kill, right? Lex Luthor doesn't have that. Lex Luthor is more of a by any means necessary kind of guy. And, like, Batman has had his his mindset of, like, you know, the mission always comes first. But Lex Luthor is kind of beyond that mindset. He's not just all about the mission. It's more so, like, I have a goal and I'm going to accomplish it whatever it takes like i'm gonna make this shit happen i don't care what i have to do i don't care who i have to step on like and like you said earlier like here's a guy who is constantly trying to think of ways to take down superman the smartest being basically in existence in the dc universe and he's trying to use purely his intellect to figure this shit out and on multiple occasions, like, he's giving him a run for his money. So it's like, yeah, if it comes down to it, I want this dude to protect me. Because I know that if his goal is to make sure I don't die, I'm not dying. Well, like Batman, I feel like it might come to a certain point where, yeah, he, he'll protect me. He is a, the hero, right? But there might be lengths he's not willing to go to to make sure that I'm around. And if he doesn't have, like, he's, yeah, he's smart, but I don't know. Like, Batman's whole thing is that he's, like, a total package. You know, he has the brain. He has the brawn. He has the strategy, the detective skills. And you you take a part of that away from him. Like, he still has a lot going for him, but arguably he's not the total package he was before. So it's like... You make a good point, and I, I was very um, I was very fifty fifty on it to be honest with you. 
I just I, I think I chose Batman because uh, Batman always finds a way. So even if he can't fight, he's going to find some perfect way to protect me. I mean, it's hard to do this without knowing what a threat is. But like I have to imagine like he's going to put you in a place like you can't be found. And like he's going to have some type of strategy to like make sure like you're OK and you get away from this threat. Um, and like put you deep in a hiding and get away from it. But in reality, Lex Luthor could do that too. Yeah. Um, I feel like Lex Luthor would probably be a bit more brazen about it. Um, like, instead of like trying to like, you know, cleverly hide me or something like that, it might be more straight up just like, no, stand behind this fucking blockade of missiles I have and we'll, you know, we'll figure it out. You'll be all right. <laughs> versus Batman who might like kind of take his time to like strategically place me somewhere or you know who knows so yeah I don't know I think I would just more so be on the side of like the guy who might literally put me on a a spaceship and just let me orbit the moon for a little bit until the threat goes away it sounds about Lex Luthor would do or what Batman would do I feel like that's something Lex Luthor would do like Batman would do that too, though. Maybe, I guess he is still a billionaire. Yeah. Who's who's richer? I have no idea. They gotta be close to each other. They have. Uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess you're right. They probably would be close, huh? Wayne Tech versus Lex Corp. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I think you make a good point that like Batman's still going to be Batman. Like he's still not going to, he's going to do his best, like not to kill to protect you where like the Lex Luthor is not going to bat an eye. Yeah, no, he's not. There there will be nothing that would stop him kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like he just has that mentality. That's just how he might not just really care. He's like, yeah, I'll protect you. Eh, It's not suiting my best interests anymore. (laughs) That's true. That would be the one thing I worry about. Uh, but I guess the idea is that we're pitch- we're we're debating this with the idea in mind that that is the goal. Yeah. Like, he has yeah. to protect me. So, yeah, I go Lex Luthor. Man. But I respect your decision to go with Batman. Because at the end of the day, I mean, that is a concern, right? Like, Batman is still the hero, you know? Like, regardless, he's still a hero. And heroes do what they do. Like, to a hero, that that's what always comes first is protecting the innocent if i'm an innocent person then he's probably gonna do what he can yeah all right what two characters are yours uh re richards mr fantastic and dr doom dr doom is not even on your list look he's there all right he's <laughs> well those i mean when you when you pitched those i was like ah okay that it, they seem more compatible like if i went because you have one if you notice, there weren't really any villains on my list. It was pretty much all good guys. So you had this guy who was kind of like a villain and then a hero. So I had to come up with like a hero and a villain as well. So all I'm saying is you could have taken Hank Pym and Black Panther off your list and had the two other characters because they were already higher on the list. I don't want to do it that way. All right. Uh, so no powers for either of them. Who's right, so Mr. Fantastic can't do his stretchy, stretchy stuff. And uh, Doctor Doom doesn't have his sorcery powers. That's that's somebody we should... Did we do that episode? 
What? Of characters, what the fuck their powers are. We did. We Why did I not put Doctor Doom on it? Because I am often confused of what the fuck his powers are. I didn't think are. it was sorcery. No, it is. He's a sorcerer. He knows magic. That's not his like main thing. No, yeah, it kind of is. Okay. That's for another episode. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Uh, I think I'm going to go read Richard's. Okay. It's hard not to go back to Doom for the same reason you, the same argument you went with Lex Luthor. Lex Luthor. See, it I, is very tempting, but like, Reed Richards is just so damn smart. He is very smart. I'm going to go Dr. Doom because of his res- resources. I mean, Mr. Fantastic has a lot of resources too, based off of his, his, his intellect, right? Like he has tons of like, just equipment and machinery and all types of shit. But Dr. Doom has a fucking country. True. And an army of doom bots. Like it takes like heroes have had difficulty invading Latveria before. So it's like, if there's some kind of threat after me, I'm surrounded by a whole country. What you going to do? Yeah, it just comes down to what the threat is. But yeah, I yeah. get what you mean. Yeah. Is that it? Is that you got? Yeah. I think that's it. What if it was like Superman coming? Like those <laughs> Doombots are doing shit. They're not doing shit. But is, is Reed Richards really doing anything either? I don't know. He might create his own version of Kryptonite. He might shit. though. He might do some shit like that. <laughs> 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 might go to the negative zone or some shit. Just lock <laughs> Superman there. Although Superman would probably fucking punch a hole in the time-space <laughs> continuum or some bullshit. <laughs> just come back. Just rip a tear in reality, yeah. come back. Just, ah, I'm done with this. <laughs> All right, I, th- I think that's it. You got yeah. anything else? Um, No. So if it comes down to it, would you rather have the villain protect you or the hero protect you? Because you picked hero both times. I picked villain both times. I get the argument of villain, and if I can guarantee that the villain's motivation would never wouldn't change, wouldn't change. <laughs> that is, I mean that is a valid concern. Then I'd go to villain. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Now, I, mean, I don't know. Are you comfortable with somebody killing somebody else to save you? Hmm. I feel like that's a, there's a deeper. It's a deep question. question. <laughs> it is a deep question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Like I. That's a deep question. Especially if you chose the other guy, they might not have killed him. They might just found another way. They might have, but they also might not have been successful because they didn't kill that person. Some people just don't quit. Depending on what the threat is, I guess. Maybe next time we need to figure out what the threat is. (laughs) Because that that might change a lot of things. (laughs) Might change a lot of things. Amazo's coming to kill you. Well, look, does it really matter who's protecting me at that point? (laughs) Whoever the weaker one is, I guess, because he's just going to take that person's power. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess it depends on who, what the threat is. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Would I be okay with somebody killing someone else to protect me? Yeah, I think it just depends on what, what that threat was, man. Yeah. You don't have to really ask that. <laughs> That's a deep question. We could spend an hour talking we about We could this. easily spend an hour. I don't even know if this is the right podcast to talk about that. 
I feel like might get people all up in arms in the last 30 seconds. Like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> you mentioned our whole next episode is not even like, we don't even talk about comics. We're just trying to answer this question. Jeez. Yeah, no, that's an intense question. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I guess that's it for this episode then. Good. Yeah. Close us uh, out, Sean. Yeah, so they can reach us at Close Calls Pod. They can do it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. They can do it on Twitter. They can do mm-hmm. it on Facebook. They can mm-hmm. write us on Gmail. Yep. Uh, let us know what you thought of the episode. Let us know uh, if you agree with our smartest characters. Yeah, who makes your top five list? Anybody we forgot or anybody you feel like they deserve to be there? We kind of... I don't know, you kind of, we, I think we kind of did a mixture of like a definitive, actual definitive list based off of these, the comic book creators themselves. And then I know I kind of mixed in a little bit of kind of choices in there. Yeah. Who I like and stuff like that. Or people I felt like needed to have some attention drawn to them for how smart they actually are, but are often overlooked for intelligence. So, yeah. All right. Until next time, guys. All right. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.